and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Ringside Rundown Podcast brought to you by TWM.News. My name is Eric Vasquez and joining me on the line is my podcasting partner in crime. Yes, that rhymes. She is Shay Hickson. Shay, what's going on, my friend? Uh, nothing much on this Tuesday evening, but uh, anything going on with you? Anything fun? No, no, nothing fun. Just the same old regular stuff. You know, what about you? Anything fun happened throughout the week? Well, this weekend I survived Pride, so that was uh, awesome. That was that was a good one. It was too damn hot though. Really? <laughs> it was almost ninety degrees. I think this whole weekend. So yeah, it was uh, not the best time to be outside for an extended period of time. But we managed. We made wow. made it through. But still a good time, regardless. Good. I'm glad you had a good time. <sighs> always, always loving Pride. Always loving the Pride Month stuff. So uh, can't ask for anything more. Yeah, for sure. It's it's interesting because like I I'm, I'm the type of person that's like this stuff should be celebrated all year round, not just one yeah. singular month of the year, you know? Yeah, you would think, but <laughs> you would think it would be that easy, but apparently it's not. So we Yeah. We take what we can get, but we we celebrate 365 days a year, not just 30. For sure, for sure, for sure. Uh, well, for those that are new here that are listening, this is a professional wrestling podcast where Shay and I discuss the happenings of professional wrestling, mainly in uh, WWE, AEW, and some stuff is uh, sprinkled around from other promotions and things like that. Uh, but we mainly uh, talk about those two promotions, and the way we do it here is we have loyal listeners who send us a bunch of questions uh, and they want the answers to these questions and they want us to have a spirited discussion about everything that's going on. So that's basically how we do it here at the Ringside Rundown podcast. And uh, this week we have a bunch of questions. Uh, I'm sure we have a bunch of questions about Forbidden Door that's coming up for AEW uh, close to the mm-hmm. end of the month. And then uh, obviously WWE is on a roll. So we got a lot to talk about, don't we? Oh, we have plenty of plenty to talk about and a lot of different topics. So uh let's uh let's get into it all right let's do it all right let's start with uh mike's questions so his first one is another week another big announcement by tony khan which is going to be the collisions first main event which i would like to think by this time tomorrow when the podcast drops we'll know what the main event is even though i feel like we could probably take a wild guess as to who could be in it but uh (laughs) if somebody tell tony he needs to find a new strategy to pop a rating other than a big announcement (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah uh yeah. mike's really good at, at pointing this stuff out that tony khan kind of does that can kind of be a little uh I, I don't know what the word is off-putting i guess you could say excessive yeah yeah he just uh he he likes to do these announcements and, and uh some of the announcements go over well some of them are kind of like that, that could have been saved for like a tweet or something like that yeah um but uh, I'm hoping that's not the case. Like, I, I like the one thing, like, with Tony, like, I'd rather see him utilize social media more for these announcements and then save the bigger announcements for when you have to be on TV. Yeah. Um, because, like, most of his social media is just endlessly praising <laughs> and thanking everybody that tunes into Dynamite <sighs> Rampage, which I get that's okay, but he does it, like, throughout the entire show, like, multiple times. Yeah, and he yells at people too if you make him mad enough. But uh Yeah, yeah, you have to really get him good with the with the jab for him to come at you. Um He's just a weird cat. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I don't know. I guess in his mind he's excited about it, so he thinks that 
wrestling fans will be excited about it. So we have to make it a big deal on the TV, I guess. But is it though? Like, I feel like anybody, anybody with a very decent, uh, amount of intelligence can guess that punk's probably in the main event because mm. come on like why why wouldn't he be at this point i'd rather you know, i would you, you'd throw him right in the main event first night <sighs> in? i mean i wouldn't but tony would <laughs> yeah that's true <laughs> who is gonna be against i have no idea but i i just wouldn't be surprised if it was punk i'll be genuinely surprised if it's somebody else yeah i don't i don't know if he's going to because he the first come around, he did that whole big in-ring thing where he uh, cut that promo saying that he's back. So I think like this time, like you said, he's kind of have to do something a little different. So might as well put him put the feet to the fire, uh, right. basically, and uh, kind of see where he's at in ring wise. I'm sure he's got a little bit of ring rust. It's been uh, over a year that he's been out of the ring. And like we discussed last week, you know, at this stage of his life, at this age, you know, it, it's, it's going to be. It's going to be a trying time, but like for one thing, like if you pay attention to like his Instagram and everything, he's been ramping up the uh, intensity of his workouts and things like that. So hopefully that translates into a good body of work this go around what they're calling the second coming. I feel like they're trying to set up a documentary like the last dance of the Chicago Bulls or something like that with with punk. But, um, you know, when 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 the rumors started coming around, they there was a rumor that he could kind of get paired up and have a program with Samoa Joe um, mm-hmm. to kind of reignite their, their long history, which I'm definitely all for. Um, but that kind of like, I wonder if he's going to be part of forbidden door. Ooh. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. I wonder if he's going to be a part of forbidden door. Uh, I would love to see him part of Forbidden Door to take on like someone like Tanahashi, yeah. uh, something like that, or or uh, Shingo Takagi or something like that, or even a, like a yeah, or even like a, a Zack Saber Junior. Yeah. Uh, oh God, the promos on that one would be insane. Yeah, yeah, because Zach's at this point where his thing is just kind of like the agitator. Yeah, Zach does not give a flying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he he definitely would agitate Punk. In that British accent, and, you know, bring up yeah. the fact that, and he's got nothing to lose because he can he can throw jabs at Punk or like, oh, you you know started this big scuffle at all out, and then you decided to leave and not come back. And what does he care? He works for New Japan, you know. So, yeah. So like, you know, so I mean, there's tons of possibilities. Um, it's just like with with Punk, it's like this whole situation. People were people were talking about. Everything that's going on outside of what he can do in the ring, and rightfully so, because he kind of brings all the attention to himself. Um, yeah, he is a magnet for that kind of stuff, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah he, he definitely knows how to put his own foot in his mouth. So, um, you know, and then there's a situation where, like, outside of Chicago, yeah. they're not selling a lot of tickets for Collision. No, they said the one in Hamilton only sold 700. <laughs> It's not good. Not, not good. good. Not good. And the thing is, like, now the internet's starting to do that thing where they're posting out pictures of like half-empty arenas yeah. during the show, and it's like, oh, this is so not a good look if you want this company to succeed and be uh, successful in this game. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if Tony's trying to like pop rating with an announcement. Yeah, that only goes so far. Yeah, like I feel like. 
people really care but people especially this day and age uh 2023 i feel like to pop a rating unless you're like the bloodline people really yeah. care about matches i mean yeah. you look at you look at uh what damian priest and seth rollins did uh mm-hmm. and they, they had a couple days to build that up on social media and they had the match and the match was pretty well received uh yeah. on on twitter you know for being a pretty good 20 minute sprint and a, and a solid way to uh kick off seth rollins's reign so i feel like tony can kind of take a page out of that book and just rely on his roster yeah to kind of pop the rating um and put together meaningful um matches that people want to tune into yeah and i think it's kind of just turned into the boy who cried wolf almost where oh sure tony it's another big announcement and it's like no it's actually a big one this time it's like yeah okay where have we heard that before <laughs> it's like it's not new yeah. anymore it's not it's a joke it's a joke with the internet wrestling community now about his big announcements um yes yeah, it's, it's uh ugh. <laughs> it's gonna be a mess because you can't always rely on chicago's crowd to fill in the gaps because like you said once they get out of chicago they're gonna be exposed yeah. badly so i well in the 700 tickets that uh the hamilton show sold that kind of tells you it already like they don't maybe not necessarily care about punk as much as they thought they did yeah and collision's gonna be live right yes i believe so 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 again that's the thing you're trying to put on a wrestling program on on saturday nights which is one of the most difficult things you could possibly do yeah Um, not sure what the thought process was for that but yeah and that's what confuses me because you have dynamite on wednesday rampage on friday and then collision on saturday does does rampage just automatically become the AEW dark where it's just like yeah you know 19 matches in the span of two hours that nobody really going to care for because they all last about four minutes i feel like that was the case or at least that's what i thought i had heard that there it's going to be the new like dark and elevation but you could have just switched rampage and collision and just had it be the new friday night show yeah Yeah, more of a chance yeah for sure um they could have easily did that and that would have worked out fine i i i get that they're trying to get as many people on TV as possible because AEW has this crazy expansive roster, but it's just yeah. like you're gonna wear yourself thin. Yeah, yeah, it's you know? already enough as it is, and then you add yeah. a whole other show, and it's like, oh, I don't have the time for this, like at all. Ugh. Thankfully, we don't we don't recap shows anymore. We just kind of go with this question format. <laughs> yeah, thank God, because we'd be in trouble. <laughs> we would be in some big trouble. Oh man it's it's great it's a great time yeah i just want to see tony khan kind of do like a like a jack tony from the 80s and like do it from his office and in front of like this big desk you know he's just sitting there with this big chair and do his uh announcements that way yeah the weekly announcements yeah (laughs) that's what it feels like um yeah it's not it's not really working i don't think anymore it's not like uh oh my god we have to see what tony's talking about just like okay tony's gonna make another announcement it's not special anymore yeah and that's of his own doing unfortunately but (laughs) what are you what are you gonna do uh all right this past week's rampage featured a ring of honor two new japan and a triple a title match mike wasn't sure about the triple a which it was it was um 
uh, what's Vikingo's title? The um, AAA Mega Championship, something like that. I believe so. Yes, so yes, Mike was right. Uh, granted, some talents in the matches are under AEW control, but should Tony Khan focus on AEW belts instead of other companies? Yes, Mike knows Forbidden Door is coming up, but for the casual wrestling fan who watches WWE and AEW primarily, isn't this a recipe for failure? Uh, swinging a bunch of people they've never heard of. Uh, taking up TV time, basing this accusation on Rampage's poor rating with no NBA or NHL competition whatsoever. Uh, that's kind of like a loaded question. That's, uh, I mean, it's fair because I could see where um, Mike's coming from because if you don't pay attention to AAA or New Japan or Ring of Honor and you got all these people coming in, you're just like, who the heck are these guys? But mm-hmm. I feel like the talent would speak for itself. And then it's like, oh, wow, these guys are like really good. So maybe we can check more stuff out. But yeah, the the poor rating for Rampage. I don't really, I don't know what the problem is right now. Honestly, it's just not, something's not clicking. But the other part of that question, um, obviously Tony should focus on the AEW belts because it is his promotion, but I could see what he was trying to do. I feel like since he was trying to get the rating, let's get all these wild title matches in on mm-hmm. one show because it was wild. It was insane. Yeah, I, I thought it was a good show. I thought it was one of the more solid episodes uh, of Rampage. Yeah. Uh, just from just from an action standpoint, it was just like you get one match, boom. Going to the next one, going to the next one, and then maybe a small backstage segment, another match, and there you go. That fills up your hour. But the quality of the matches that they had this past Friday, um, I thought were very good. The, the problem is, like, again, in this day and age where people have access to DVR, you know, a lot of people are not going to sit at home, uh, yeah. you know, on a Friday at 10 p.m. to sit and watch a wrestling show. They'd rather record it and watch it on their own time. Exactly. Uh, people, you know, Friday night, you know, it's the end of the work week. You kind of want to unwind, get out of the house, you know, if you're yep. not a loser like me, you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's like, um, it, it's just a very difficult idea to put on a show that's going to be well received on, on the weekend, on Friday yeah. and Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, you just, you have to, you have to maximize maximize the minutes and amp up the quality i think this past rampage was was a good rampage with compelling matchups um you know and it had a kind of it kind of was like a uh like an old wcw uh saturday night show it had a mixed bag of everything with the luchadors you had uh you know like you said there was a couple title matches and yeah he is right i feel like maybe one like outside promotion championship match if you could put it on your show yeah. maybe maybe do one maybe not three or four doesn't really work um yeah and it doesn't really help that like you said yourself it was probably one of the better rampages they've had in a while and how many aw titles were on that show yeah none yeah so you know, especially not, like not good yeah like they could have easily had a, a tag team title match yeah. I would love to see more like uh I haven't seen much of FTR outside of outside of uh double or nothing. You mm-hmm. know, they could have easily had a like a nice second match coming off of that pay-per-view that kind of wasn't well received. Yeah. Um, you know, sprinkling some yeah, like, you know, it just needed some sprinkle of some AEW stuff. Tony's just like 
ever since the acquisition of, of Ring of Honor, which which is in its own right kind of difficult too, because you have to sign up for the Ring of Honor service yeah. to watch the show. But the flip side of that is if he doesn't do because like two weeks ago he did a card where it was like a typical AEW dark. It was like because yeah. they have they have basically since their it's their streaming service, they have unlimited time as long as they you know stay within the parameters of wherever they're recording these episodes. This yeah. one episode was like close to three hours long. Oh God. That's a <laughs> and lot. It had, yeah, and it had like it had like close to 15 to 19 matches I saw, and I was just like, Jesus Christ, what are you no. doing, Tony? And then and then he went back to like the original format where it's like, you know, a two hour block of matches, good stuff. I mean, uh, Athena has just been lighting the world on fire with these matches and this new yeah. attitude that I think people are not talking talking about enough because she wasn't able to do that for some reason in AEW. Now she's doing it in Ring of Honor and it's working. Yeah, and uh, she called you a minion for it too. Yeah, she did. I got yeah. I got I got called a minion, which I was super stoked about it. <laughs> right. you know, I feel, I feel I wear that like a badge of honor. Yeah. You know? yeah. So you know, so it's just like there he's doing some things right with his secondary company. But <laughs> His primary company is the one that's suffering because it's not hitting in the ratings. Um, ticket sales are not doing particularly great in most of the markets that they try to, uh, you know, market out of. You know, it, it's a trying time for AEW right now. They're not they're not on death nail. They're not like TNA status or like yeah. WCW 2000 status. But there's some growing pains that like only comes with experience that Tony Khan is is learning because he he doesn't have the experience of like a Vince McMahon or even an yeah. Eric Bischoff or or someone that's been booking for a while. So he has to rely. I'm sure he has to rely on a lot of people. He's getting different ideas coming from all different directions. So it, it's definitely a trying time for AEW. I'm sure. Oh yeah, it sure feels like it. Unfortunately. <laughs> um. Now to some uh, some rumors. So if Uh-oh. the rumors are true, the Bray Wyatt is coming back soon. Uh, who should his first feud be with? And do you have him come back as the Fiend or as OG Bray? Uh, second part of that question, the Fiend, without question, because mm. that was his most popular act. Like, why they kind of went away from it's beyond me. Um, the uncle, I mean, his return had some big promise. Uh, and then kind of just, uh, you know went down the tubes mm-hmm. yeah cool. you gotta bring the fiend back you have to yeah i think uh i think uh with the uncle howdy stuff like it was ambitious it was just it was just too much for for a, a wrestling brain you know where you have to fight for people's attention span mm-hmm. you know it was just taking too long it was just there yeah. was I mean, because the problem is, is that the stories and stuff itself were fantastic. They kept your, well, they kept my interest at least a little bit, but it's like, all right, this has to lead to a match somewhere, Mm -hmm. just not months from now. Like, you kind of have to get to it, and they just never did, and then by the time they got to the pitch black match, people were like an LA Knight more than him, which is not what they wanted to do, but yeah, it's... So yeah, I would definitely say go back with what worked because I mean the fiend was one of the biggest merchandise sellers in the company before he was fired, so mm. or released, but same thing. Um oh, who who his first feud should be with? Um not LA Knight again, let's not do that. Um it wouldn't end well. 
Um, well, also depends on where he would be going. I would assume he'd stay on SmackDown. Mm. Um, hmm. <sighs> Who could he be on? Who could be on SmackDown that they could uh, put him into a feud with? Um, isn't Grayson Waller up there? Yeah, he's that on would SmackDown. Be, that would be interesting. Get the cockiness. Like, oh, yeah, no, you've been gone for a while. It's my time. And Bray just like, shows him that's not the case. Or just like scare the shit out of him. Yeah. You know, he's so cocky that he thinks he's untouchable. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he gets in the ring with something he can't understand in the fiend. Um, that would that would be pretty good. Um I like that a lot, actually. Uh yeah. other than that, like I, I would go the safe route and try to reignite whatever you were trying to do with, with Bobby Lashley. Yeah. You know, one. Yeah, because that was supposed to be a that was supposed to be a WrestleMania thing that never came to fruition. Um no. so we never really got a sense of where that can go. It could be could be good, could be bad. I feel like the in-ring stuff would be great between the both of them. Um, being that you have two big guys with like built with like Ferrari engines where they can yeah. go at each other full speed, um, it would be very compelling. Uh and but like I, I feel like like what you said with like the fiend stuff, the that stuff uh can sort of build up the match in itself. Uh some people might not like it because you know there's always that that like skeptical contrarian yeah. on the internet that's like ooh spooky stuff it's it's not for me it's too hokey but i feel like it, it would be it would be interesting especially uh depending on who's guiding it creatively you know uh-huh. yeah because that's always a factor nowadays is who's in, in charge uh-huh. of it uh you know and from what what i've heard like you know bray is such a creative mind that sometimes it's kind of hard to like reel everything in and kind of box it in so it makes sense yeah yeah so uh yeah i do find it it funny though how you mentioned like there are people on the internet that oh we can't do the spooky stuff in wrestling (laughs) it's like you guys were probably huge fans of the undertaker back in the day so i don't want to hear it i don't want to hear it i i i I don't mind the spooky stuff like i don't either i I go back to um bray wyatt's feud with uh randy orton when when he was Mm. part of the wyatt family but he kind of broke off and remember when he went to that sacred grave of sister abigail and he set Mm. the the shed on fire and stuff like that and it kind of tripped ray out like that's my spooky stuff that i like you know like yeah it was it was it was edgy it was different it showed like orton had like a sinister side to him like he, mm-hmm. he could be evil too you saw the mental breakdown of bray wyatt like that sort of spooky stuff actually worked so they can it, try to simplify it as best you can which i know is kind of hard to do with bray wyatt but yeah. simplify it as best you can for for the audience because you know like i said their attention span uh can kind of just wither away with this stuff but I do like the idea of using someone like Grayson Waller, who has that cocky, untouchable feeling to themselves. Yeah. And being that he's a young, up-and-coming talent, it'll, it would only do uh, wonders for him. I feel like he would have worked out better in that L.A. night spot before the pitch black match. I because, think so. Yeah, I feel like that's what they were trying to do with L.A. night. But it just like the chemistry was off. Yeah, it just, if that, I think kind of what we touched on earlier, mixed with the fact that it just was not, 
it was taking a sweet ass time getting to a match that people were like, yeah, this is kind of getting ridiculous. Yeah, for sure. I think that's the biggest crutch is like, unless it's like, unless it's like the bloodline stuff that kind of hooks you in and keeps you there. Yeah. You kind of. <laughs> that stuff on Friday was something else. That stuff on Friday. I'm, I'm sure we'll talk about it in a little bit, but I feel like aside from that, like everything kind of has to be bite-sized, you know, for easy yeah. consumption, mm-hmm. you know? So you gotta make kinda, people want more. Yeah. Yeah. If you, if you simplify it and kind of cut it down, give them a little bit of action, but give them, give them something to hook onto that. They want to come back and see more. Yes. You know, exactly. You know? That's don't, throw the ulti- all don't throw it all at once. Yeah, exactly. Don't put all your eggs in one basket, you know, um, mm-hmm simplify it cut it down so like you said there's not so many steps to get to some sort of action yeah exactly and i think it'll work i i I don't know i haven't heard anything about bray wyatt i I haven't heard that rumor that you know he possibly uh could be returning or or what but i'm i'm definitely interested in it for sure yeah i'm not opposed to it at all i i would be looking forward to it depending on how it goes but uh, those were all of Mike's questions. So thank you as always for the questions and support. Thanks, Mike. Let us move on to uh, Jack's questions. Um, <laughs> it's a fun one to start off with. Do we think Brandy is coming to do a mixed tag with Cody? Is that mm-hmm. a good idea? And is the Cody verse coming to WWE? The Cody verse. I hope not. <laughs> Please no. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't think I don't think Cody needs it. He's so hot right now. Um, yeah. you know, but I I do think Brandy can serve as like a good little heater for him. She yeah. can talk. I would give her that. She can like if you let her just go off and kind of be sassy and yeah. kind of be like that no nonsense like the way she was with with Jade Cargill <laughs> towards yeah. the end where it was like Oof damn she she you know she's she spent fire kind of scaring me like my mom you know yeah i know i i know that feeling i get it yeah she has she has big mom energy you know yeah yeah Yeah. she had practice i'm sure yeah you know so she's definitely got her practice now being a mother um and she seems very protective you know, kind of the way yeah. Rhea is with Dominic. So it kind of <laughs> makes sense. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. It makes sense. And it would it would work. I mean, I wouldn't drag it out past maybe like a, a one-off match where at least she's in uh, his corner, you know, to make sure that she's yeah. not, Rhea's not doing anything mischievous or anything like that. Um, I don't know about a match because I feel like a match Rhea would just throttle her. Like, you know, yeah, no, it would not be believable at all. (laughs) Yeah. It'd kind of just be like a truck, you know, just going through a brick wall, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's just like, um, but if she would sort of be that thing where like, she could be in Cody's corner to neutralize Rhea and not let her do anything because she's the type that she'll pull out a kendo stick or she'll pull out a yeah. chair, you know, mm-hmm. and she'll go to town on Rhea if she has to, because she knows she can't take Rhea, you know, straight fisticuffs one-on-one, you know, yeah. but she's she's not going to back down from her, you know, and again, she, Brandy has that thing, like, she can turn on the sassiness and the attitude. Yeah. Uh, Sass you know. master. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good way to put Sass it. Master. You know, I was just interested because I wasn't expecting... I was expecting them to kind of lead to 
Brock Cody three, which is rumored Ugh. to be at SummerSlam. But you know, when 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 Dominic came out, it, it caught me off guard. But like, yeah. it was just like I would love to see that because I love watching Dominic get his ass kicked. You know, yeah, especially by somebody like Cody. Yeah, and then when Cody dropped that line where uh, he agrees with them that his father's made mistakes because he's looking at one right now. I was, yeah. That was a banger. That was just like God a nice damn. one. Yeah, just it was just a nice one. You know, like bam. You know, so Cody's picking it up. Like, um, it's just every week I'm so surprised at the progression of Dominic Mysterio and uh, where he's at with his character and everything. He's starting to look like he's putting it together comfortably. His in-ring work is is very solid. Is very yeah. solid. He there's uh, no hiccups in in his game and. You know he can only get better with with time and experience. So put him in there with Cody. That would be great. Yeah, yeah. Why not? Right. That would be fun. I think yeah. it would be. Uh, yeah, I, I do agree though. Keep Brandy to a minimum. Yeah. Don't not overexpose that her. Yeah, because we saw how well that worked in AEW. Mm-hmm. It did not uh, end very well. So. Yeah, it was, it was just kind of like she was just kind of there taking up screen time that she really didn't need to take up. Uh, yeah, she was getting him booed, uh, whether they intended it or not. So learn from their mistakes. Less is less is more. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right. All right. So this one, I've seen people talk about this on Twitter, and I wondered if someone was going to ask this. So Jack would like to know, do we do we have any comments on this mysterious uh, trend of women that work with Oscar who get pregnant soon afterwards? <laughs> The worst part is that it's not wrong, Lee. He's not wrong. Everybody that she's worked with. Uh, Becky Lynch, pregnant. Uh, Carmella, pregnant. Alexa Bliss. Lacey Evans, too. I forgot about Lacey Evans. Uh, You know, Alexa at one point. It's just, she's got this, she's got this magic touch where it's like, you know, (laughs) Bianca and Montez, unless that's their plan, they better watch out. They might have a... (laughs) stay away from from her at all costs that that mist has some sort of power you know where she just it's a curse i guess it just impregnates people i guess that must be the thing that (laughs) like jack said it's a hilarious coincidence but he wanted to hear us talk about it so yeah it's um i had seen that a few um days ago and i'm like huh that actually is that actually is true like yeah the more i think about it yeah it's not wrong so yeah it's it's weird but it's hilarious at the same time it is because it's just like of all people too it would be oscar like (laughs) oh man some wild times some wild times oh it's crazy um what are our thoughts on some of the Fight Forever gameplay? Um, Jack is excited for more of the arcade style. It's pick up and play. Plus the Chris Statlander Pro Skater edition looks awesome. Mm. Yeah, I, I love the fact that you can hit people with skateboards in that. Because I've, <laughs> I've, I've seen, uh, Jack had sent it to me, the video of, um, I think it was like Statlander and Darby Allen, And they just mm-hmm. both had skateboards and they were just like hitting <laughs> each other with it. And someone was like, man, I love aw fight forever chris statlander pro skater edition (laughs) and i said i will be recreating that uh, moment at some point when i get that game um yeah i honestly am looking forward to at least giving it a try because i have not played a wrestling game religiously for two years and it was like the old smackdown versus raw that tells you how long ago it's it's (laughs) been um 
because when they went to the 2k format and they switched the controls it just screwed me up and i'm like i can't learn to do this it's just well i mean i can it's just like it was just too like convoluted at the time and it's i i mean i've played some of the 2k like the i don't even remember what it was like it would have had to have been like 15 16 17 those kind of games because um my my one friend in college had it so i'd go over to his dorm and we play it all the time but i still didn't buy it myself and it's just kind of it's a it's a trial by fire kind of um gameplay with the 2k games but with uh fight forever at least from like what jack said and from what we've heard it's a very easy to play hard to master i think they were the kind of gameplay which i'm like i would be worth a try also because the fact that they have bombs in this game you can literally (laughs) break up a pin with a bomb i'm like this game is wild yeah um i i don't know i'm at my advanced age like i rarely i haven't played video games in so long I don't know what it's been like. I just haven't uh, been on my PC other than to 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 do this show. Um, I just like been so uh, I don't know what the word is like detached from from video games and stuff like that. I look at, at, at Fight Forever and I'm like, I can understand why certain people like like are excited for it. Me, I'm like, I'd rather see what they could do with the technology that they have available. Uh, for video games now to have more mm-hmm. clear-cut renders of, of faces and make things as accurate as possible in the cosmetic side of it yeah. but I, I i can see why people are excited for it that's and that's my philosophy like i may not be excited for it i may it may not be a game for me but if you're excited for it i'm i'm rooting that it meets your expectations and that you continue to be excited for it because I, I just want people to have fun, you know? So like yeah. it may, it may not be for me, but if you're going to have fun with it, you know, I'm interested in seeing, you know, like the, the content that's going to come out from it, what people can do with it, you know, like, you know, cause we both uh, come from like the Twitch world and things like that, yeah. which has drastically changed the way people consume video game content. You know, mm-hmm. it, 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 it's changed drastically. So I'm interested in seeing, um, you know what different type of content can come out from it i i did see that they they have owen hart as an unlockable character which i thought was pretty cool um so i would like to see uh stuff like that maybe that would pique my interest more if they can get some people that are kind of like unlicensed or they can get the licenses for certain characters from maybe other promotions you know things like that that they can use in the game maybe that will pique my interest but for me right now like i'm looking at it and i'm like ah this is kind of like it's nostalgic because it takes you back to like the no mercy days yeah but i'm i'm such a uh tech freak that i'm like man i really wish they would have nailed that eddie kingston render yeah they had to update it you know and stuff like that because you see what people can do that's the one cool thing about the 2k games every year like people create these characters using yeah. the, the 2k system but they nail it it's so it's crazy how like accurate they can get like to the point where like i saw a post that was like it took the fight for forever render of jay cargill and it put mm-hmm. it side by side with the somebody created jay cargill in 2k23 wow. and the 2k23 model looks exactly like jay cargill Whereas the Fight Forever model, not so much, not so much, kind of cartoony, 
yeah. you know, kind of not defined or anything like that. But mm-hmm. again, like if, if that's your style of video game that you're looking forward to and you're excited for the game, I'm excited for you. Uh, I do see a lot of people say that the controls are supposed to be easier, like you said. Um, so that's good for accessibility reasons. I think that's awesome, you know, because you don't want to you don't want to sit and play a video game where you have to like break your head. You know, it's supposed yeah. to be something that's supposed yeah. to be relaxing and sort of like take you away from your everyday uh, struggles and things like that. You know, so it's supposed to be an escape. And, you know, for some people who like games like that, that, you know, they like the challenge of it. But there are a lot of people, especially in the wrestling community, that just wanted a simplified game. Um, so I think at the base level, I think uh, Fight Forever is going to deliver that. Yeah, I think so. And at this rate, I'm still waiting for Elder Scrolls 6 to come out. So any <laughs> new game that I enjoy is just like holding me over until, you know, maybe in 2035 they release that <laughs> after they've re-remastered skyrim for the 20th time which don't get me wrong i i love skyrim um i was just talking about it today with my one friend it's my like favorite game of all time we need some new stuff (laughs) we just need some new stuff you can only play the same game so many times but it's just it's just so expensive yeah yeah it's it's like an investment like Like, isn't the like deluxe version of fight forever like 70 dollars i think yeah, that's crazy. And like or 80, played, it might even I, be 80. And I'm just like, oh, that's a lot of money. Yeah, it's a lot of money. And like, it has to be a game that's like, you're going to want to play for hours and hours for weeks to months at a time, you know? Yeah. Because nobody wants to spend $70, $80 on a game they're going to play for a couple hours and then move on to something else. Yeah, that would be a, that'd be a bit of a letdown, I would say. Um yeah, so hopefully it lives up to the expectations. I think it will, but that remains to be seen. I'll give it a try, and I will give my full report at some point on the game. But it looks pretty Looking fun Looking forward so far. to it. Alrighty, so uh, keeping kind of on track with AEW, uh, Forbidden Door is shaping up to be legendary. Uh, what are our thoughts on it so far? Well, the two card or the matches on the card we have already, like, goddamn. <laughs> That's the best way to put it. Like, you got Kenny and Will Ospreay for the IWGP United States Heavyweight Championship, and then you have Brian Danielson and Okada. Like, that right there could just be a pay-per-view. Like, right yeah. there. Give them yeah. both 30 minutes, see what happens. Uh, chaos. But... Yeah. That's my deal, is I want to see Okada and Brian go, like, 30 to 45 minutes. You know, like, give me that, give me that New Japan long sprint, where yeah. it's just two guys just battling it out throwing every single move that they can at each other just walloping each other that's the one fear i have every time i watch a brian danielson match is like like you want he he can how do i put this he's he's very good fighting from underneath you know yeah. so you can and he can take a beating you know but at, at this stage of his career with with his well-known uh injury history you kind of wince but like that's when Okada's at his best, you know? Mm-hmm. Some of the best Okada matches uh, are the ones where he's, like, fighting. He's getting his ass kicked, but he's also dishing it back. So there has to be that dynamic, which, I'm, I'm, I'm like I said, this is a dream match to me. This is, like, a blessing from the wrestling gods uh, yeah. to see Brian Danielson and Okada. Uh, and there's so much unnecessary discourse around this match oh casual fans yeah casual fans don't need to know who okada is casual fans can easily go on google or youtube 
type in Kazuchika Okada New Japan Pro Wrestling. They'll get a ton of matches, yeah. uh, a ton of uh, compilations of his moves and things like that, and then they'll see that he's the real deal. Hey, uh, I, I find that so <laughs> dumb. Like that was that was kind of the discourse when Vikingo came out. It's like, guys, mm-hmm. a simple Google search actually does wonders. You just choose not to. So yeah, it's like they want everything handed to them. Yeah, no, that's you know they, they they want knowledge handed to them. You yeah. know, announcing can only get you so far. The announce team can only do so much. You kind of have to you know do the homework yourself. <laughs> like. Yeah. And and, and and I mean, it would be good for AEW to 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 do something, put together a nice little two minute video package of who Okada is, and you know some of the legendary matches that he had. I mean, there's no bones about it. If you've seen any of the Okada Omega matches, they're some of the best matches that have happened in the past ten years. Yeah, you know, yeah. just legendary stuff. Um, he's just. He's every bit as good as like an AJ Styles, the way we talk about AJ Styles, the way we talk about Randy Orton or or Seth Rollins. The fact that this man can go into a ring with his eyes closed and deliver you a five-star match like it's nothing. Yeah. That's how good Okada is. Um, but I feel like if you if you watch AEW, like 80% of the audience has to know who Okada is. Yeah, like, how do you not know? Yeah, <laughs> At this point, you kind of have to know. Yeah, like, especially, like, if you're on Twitter and you're reading a tweet about how wrestling fans might not know who Okada is, if you're on in the t- wrestling Twitter universe, you know who Okada is. <laughs> like, Yeah, like, come on. Come on, like, we're not babies. And it, no. Again, this is 2023. Simple Google search. Hop on YouTube. You know? You would think that would be very easy for people because you're already on Twitter complaining, but... Exactly. It's just... Apparently not. It's just... That's extra work. A, people want to look at any reason to uh, discredit AEW and say, this is what they're doing wrong. And this is why they're not succeeding at the top level. This is why they're never beat uh wwe or anything like that um maybe i mean they've only been around for four years like yeah like relax take it easy like it took it took wcw a very long time to overtake uh wwe the ratings not saying that that's gonna happen with AEW, but like if we want to see them have any sort of momentum to overtake WWE hypothetically, let's say that they're, that was their goal. Yeah. The way they do that is to do shows like forbidden door mm-hmm. to give you something different, you know, where, where it's going to expose you to something different. It's not the same, uh, stuff that WWE is giving you. And that's not saying that WWE is bad because the product has been some of the best stuff in years. Yeah. Exactly. You know? so it's like, it's like, even if you don't know, isn't that part of the joy of experiencing something new? Like, I mean, literally, how how did we literally become fans of the people we are fans of now? Like Malachi Black. I did not really know him as Tommy End on the Indies. I, you know, did the Google search. Who would have thought? Same with, <laughs> I mean, same with Shayna. Same with, like, Dakota. Same, like, all of them. It's like you all learn about new wrestlers all the time. So why all of a sudden is it a problem? It's like we have Google, like, like 
Just, just look like, it up. And just stop being lazy. Instead of going, who is this guy? Maybe say, I just learned about this guy watching this YouTube video and link the YouTube video. You know, yeah. somebody else will see it. Like, that's the whole point of Twitter. Like, that's why I don't get this discourse. That's why I feel like this discourse of, oh, people are not going to care because they don't, casual fans don't know who Okada is. That's just like finger pointing and nitpicking a reason to discredit with. Yeah, it's just a way to discredit what AEW is trying to do. Everybody, if you're in the wrestling uh, sphere, wrestling universe, you know who Okada is. And if you yeah. don't, if you, if you, if you're listening to this podcast, and for some reason you don't know who Okada is, I implore you to hit the pause button and like we'll wait. Yeah, we'll we'll be here when you come back. But like do a quick Google search of Okada matches and just do like just, Okada best moments. That's literally what you can do for any wrestler. Yeah, just do insert wrestling name here, best moments. There you go. Yeah, and like prepare to be amazed because again, this guy anywhere he goes, he's gonna be based on his in-ring ability. And, and what he can do in the ring, like he's one of the best professional wrestlers uh, of the past twenty years. I'd yeah. say, yeah, yeah, he's that good. It he's is that good. And to put him against Brian Danielson again, <sighs> one of the, one of the best wrestlers we uh, equally one of the best wrestlers we've seen in the past twenty years. This is going to be a banger match. And then and then Brian has this intensity now because he's with the BCC, yeah. you know, like, yeah. you, you know, like, and that that video that he cut that they showed at Dominion announcing the 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 challenge to Okada, you know, they you know where he's like they call you the rainmaker, but when you wrestle me, you're in the fucking desert. I was yeah. like, holy crap! You're like, like give me, I'll you can take my money right now. Right? Yeah, just just spoon feed me all of that. Yeah. Like as oh, yeah. much as you can, because again, this is going to be uh, a great show. The Osprey and Kenny Omega match is phenomenal because if you look at back, they've always had this history. They've been bickering back and forth because obviously uh, Kenny Omega is one of the best Gaijin performers to come to Japan and kind of take Japan by storm. And, sim- and in the same vein, that's what Osprey is doing right now. So yeah. they've kind of always had that bickering of being the top guy from in Japan. And then they had that match. Um, and like Omega kind of just like almost throttled uh, Osprey. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it was, it was a fairly balanced match, but you could see like Kenny Omega was just a step ahead. Anything that, that uh, Osprey was throwing at him. So he, like Osprey's whole thing is like, he's still feeling quite embarrassed about losing that match. Yeah, right you know, so, so yeah, so I feel like a, a good thing to look for is to see if if Osprey comes into this match with a different game plan, kind of take it to Omega, and I wouldn't be surprised if we see Osprey come away with the win and have like a one on one one, and then we have to have a rubber match down the road, which would be great, you know, yeah. because yeah. Osprey already said he doesn't want to live in America. So like, I I, yeah, I get it. Yeah, I don't expect him because like now he's like now he's proposing a dream match against Seth Rollins, and it's like ah man, I love to see that, but it's not it's not gonna happen. Like no. you know, uh, it's just yeah. I think this is this is a super smart deal with Forbidden Door. That's why I kind of I kind of look forward to it because it's blending of two promotions, you know, and yeah. Um, 
again, if you're a wrestling fan, even if you don't know who these people are, because again, I haven't paid attention to New Japan in like three to four years, you know? Yeah. So it's just like, but I, again, I know who like people like Kota Bushi, Will Ospreay, oh, yeah. you know, Okada, Tanahashi, you know, Shingo Takagi, uh, you know, people like that, you know, like you bring them in and who's to say a casual fan that may be checking out the pay-per-view with a friend or something like that, or scrolling through Twitter, sees a video clip of, of what's going on. And they're like, I want to see more of that. That's the whole point. Like, stop yeah. being lazy. Instead of asking, instead of going on Twitter to get your likes and your retweets to go, who's this guy? Like, you know, yeah. just, just look don't, it up. Don't be edgy. Yeah, exactly. It's That's not, a good, a, not a good look. Everybody's trying to get their likes and their retweets off. And it's just like, yeah. I could care less. <laughs> Yeah, if if I get one like on a tweet, I don't care. Like it does not, it does not keep me up at night. Like people need to touch grass. Yeah, seriously. (sighs) Whatever. Either way, Forbidden Door is looking (laughs) like it's going to be fun. I can't wait to see what other uh, matches they put on the card. And Jack's last question is: What are our thoughts on Jungle Hook teaming up again? I wasn't expecting it for sure. I, I honestly, I think. It's going to lead to a Jungle Boy heel turn. Oh no! Oh boy! Well, that's well, the only way. Against someone like Hook, that would make sense because people love Hook. People love Hook, and like, it, you gotta you gotta do something that's going to put a lot of eyes on Jungle Boy, especially coming off that Four Pillars match. Yeah. Again, that's the reason I said this Four Pillars match is wasn't a good idea because putting all four of them in the ring at one time where you could flesh out a story, you know, that could take a year, you know, with each individual guy. Now you, you had this four pillars match MJF retains and now there's, there's no heat on anybody else. Nobody else, nobody else besides MJF came out of that match as good as it was. Nobody else came out as a hot commodity. No, not at all. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like everybody kind of stayed where they're at. You know, it mm-hmm. didn't it didn't it didn't elevate anybody else besides MJF. Yeah, it didn't help. It 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 really didn't help aside from it being a, a great match. You yeah. know? But again, like if it could have been a great match if you would have had one on one versus Guevara versus Darby Allen versus Jungle Boy. Um, and I feel like it would have been because a, a lot of there was a lot of scrutiny with the buildup. Yeah. Um, and I feel like a part of that was MJF. He's way better if he has one singular target to focus on. Yeah, not three. Yeah, he's kind of having to throw three barbs. He's trying to throw barbs at three different people, but then at a certain point, he has to look weak so they can get some heat on them. And it just, it was convoluted. Um, Luckily, they came out of uh, Double or Nothing with a pretty good match. But again, that can only get you so far. And as we see, you know, for me, I felt like the three guys that were in that match besides MJF kind of stayed the course. They didn't elevate. They didn't go down in the card. They kind of stayed the course. So I feel like something fresh uh, for Jungle Boy, you know, we're, we're like a heel turn on hook and they can yeah. 
they can finally battle for the the FTW championship, which I understand is not a sanctioned title belt, but it's just at this point, it's just a trinket, you know? Yeah, it just makes Hook look good, I guess. Yeah, I mean, he looks good with with a belt around his waist, but I mean, if you if you're not gonna put an AEW title on him, at least make that one mean something, you know? Yeah, something, anything. Yeah, uh, as much as I would hate to see it, it would make sense. I know Jack would be very mad. <laughs> but... I would love to see them go up against FTR for the for the tag team titles. You know, I feel like in this day and age, like everybody's trying to gun for, and this is a good thing because this is something I've been clamoring for years. I feel mm-hmm. like every title holder in wrestling sees the benefit of like Roman having that belt for over a thousand days and seeing yeah. what it's doing for the quality of the product. Mm-hmm. And it's putting importance on holding a title. It doesn't matter what title you hold. As long as you're holding a title, it, it gives you an air of importance. I mean, look at what Gunther's doing for the intercontinental yeah. championship. Yeah. Uh, you know, so it's like another thing and it's not necessarily stealing from WWE but it's it's taking a page of, of of what wrestling is in 2023 and nowadays people are drawn into the fact that titles are important you know yeah. so yeah, who would have thought yeah if you're if you're not going to if you're not going to do like a heel turn on jungle hook have them go for the titles they you do know? something yeah it would be a different dynamic for FTR um you know you could definitely increase their skill and pad their stats and you know it'd be good for the product overall yeah we we want to see it we want to see something like yeah something anything (laughs) all right so that was all of jack's questions so thank you again as always thanks jack and our last questions for the night come from mom uh her first question's a very good one where's uh charlotte been Charlotte's on a on a, on a vacation. <laughs> a um, vacation. I wish I could take those. <laughs> yeah. Uh, last I heard, her and Liv before Liv got hurt, they were supposed to be. Um, they're they're not starring, but they're going to be in a movie about Mildred Burke, uh, one yeah. of the pioneers of, of women's wrestling. Um, so I think, I, I as far as I know, at least that's still on for Charlotte. Um, you know, other than that, why she's been gone, I guess she's on vacation, just living it up, you know? It's just weird, because it's like she came back and then won the title and then lost it and was gone again, so it's like, yeah. you blinked and you missed it, but, uh... Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, maybe maybe WWE is trying to make that whole um, absence makes the heart grow fonder. Maybe, <laughs> but like I get that point too because it's like you hot shotted so many title reigns for Charlotte. Yeah, that like most people she, are happy when she's gone. Yeah, and and if if like if if she wins again, mm. it it doesn't mean anything. Like if she wins the title again, it doesn't mean anything. And then yeah. you get the part that like it depends on her attitude and and yeah. who she's working with. Yeah, you know, because like the only reason that Rhea Ripley match at, at WrestleMania went over so well is because Charlotte was was giving as much as you know she was taking. You know, yeah. like you know she was actually putting some effort in. So it's kind of she. It's either she puts all the effort into her matches or she just doesn't give a shit. Yeah, and 
her title reigns, let's be completely honest, her title reigns have not meant fuck all for a very long time. Yeah, like, it's just, like, I, like, my interpretation is, like, they just wanted to make her the female Ric Flair, where, where yeah. like, they could have did that organically, you know? It took Flair, like, 30-plus years of his career mm-hmm. to get 16 titles, uh, it took Charlotte all of like seven years to get like twelve. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know? and I can't remember a single one of them for the most part. Yeah, which yeah. It's it's the same thing. Like you know, the same thing with with Sasha Banks. You know, yeah. like they at that point, her and her and Charlotte were hot potatoing the title. You know, it was almost yeah. like yeah. two week reigns, one week reign, and it was just like that's where it does it didn't mean anything. So on the flip side, now that there's more focus on title title reigns and everything like that, maybe she comes back. But again, yeah. Rhea Ripley, Rhea Ripley is so hot right now. Like I can see Rhea Ripley holding on to the title for uh, a year, a year and a half, close yeah. to two years. I hope um, so. Yeah, it just I I see that because see she is such a hot commodity. It's like. You're almost tired of seeing her against the women. Like you want to see her against the men. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Not because not because, oh, it'll be edgy or you know, anything like that. I honestly think people want to see her go against the men because it would be a spirited competitive contest. Yeah. She's you know? she too good. That's the thing. Like she is very good at what she does, and she like she understands every aspect of the game. Uh, like I said earlier, we talk about how good Seth Rollins is, AJ Styles, Okada. I really feel like the trajectory for Rhea Ripley can be like she's that female uh, equivalent of those guys that I mentioned. That's yeah. how good she is because there's like you look at it and there's like no holes in her game from nope. her facial expressions, from what she does in the ring, from her her chemistry with Dominic. Her, the way she fits in the Judgment Day, which I think is great because, like, the Judgment Day, they don't really have a leader. It's just, like, the four of them just work together and they're in a faction and they all have different aspects of them that make them great. Yeah. You know, so it's, like, the Judgment Day is working and a lot of that is due to what Rhea's doing. Yeah, exactly. I but, uh, I completely agree. Yeah, but to get back to Charlotte, like... <sighs> It's gonna be tough. Like when whenever she does decide to come back, it's like what can they do to make her interesting? Yeah. Um, well, it, I don't know. It's it's tough. It's just tough because yeah, you hate using this phrase too because it's just been so overused. But the truth is like. You have shoved Charlotte down the fans' throats for so long that they are oh, yeah. just apathetic at this point. So you have to do a lot to get people, a majority, because obviously there's always going to be fans that care no matter what, but the majority of the casual fans to actually care again. Mm-hmm. It's, and it's it's sad how sometimes the women's division seems to do a lot better when she's not there. Isn't that kind of coincidence? <laughs> the thing is about Charlotte, like when I first saw her in, in NXT, it's like, yeah, she's the daughter of Ric Flair, but then she progressed, and she did get to a point where she overcame that shadow. Yeah. Um, but the fact that 
they kind of gave her a bunch of meaningless title reigns to kind of pad her her stats. So when she when she cuts a promo, that's one thing that she can rely on. Yeah. It was just like you you instead of making her a dominant figure saying, let's give her a title reign, but let's make that title reign last a year and a half. Yeah. You know, to kind of make her interesting and make her seem like she can take on all competitors and beat them no problem. You give her, you know, six title reigns in the span of six months. And it's just like, well, the belt doesn't mean shit. So how's that making her more important? Well, and two, they kind of did the complete opposite of what they wanted to do. I don't want to be in the shadow of my father, but let's give her enough title reigns that she's constantly compared to her father. So yeah, yeah. like she could easily did that on her own merit. Yeah. If you would have just made them more important, not played hot potato and just kind of let her skills progress to where they are now. Like I said, when she gives a shit, she can put on some great matches. Yeah, that's just the uh the caveat, unfortunately. That's the is... caveat, but again, ever since she stepped foot in the in the ring, it was like you're great, your father is great, you're going to be just as great and we're going to make you that great. And it's kind of like it kind of just went to her head. Yeah. Know? Now it's just bleh. And that's what she relies on when it comes to her promos. Is yeah, her yeah. padded stats, you know? Mm-hmm. Literally the same stuff over and over and over again. And then you see why Jeff is always so upset when he, she comes back. Because it's just going to be the same stuff over and over again. Oh, uh, man. He really doesn't like her. He really doesn't no, like her. no, not at all. Um, <laughs> I just, I will say I'm, I think the division's doing just fine without her. So... Mm-hmm. Keep it that way, please. Uh, all right, we did talk about this one already. Do you think Will Ospreay returns? And if so, when? Obviously, we know it's for Forbidden Door against Kenny Omega, so that's going to be a good one. That's going to be a very good one. Uh, it's like I said, they they have some history. Kenny kind of throttled him in that first match in Tokyo Dome. Yeah. Now, now, And then that's another thing, too. First match was in the Tokyo Dome. That was kind of Kenny's turf, Yeah. you know, being that super important uh, foreign wrestler coming from Canada now Forbidden Door is in Canada yeah which is technically Kenny's homeland you know and to kind of have Will Ospreay kind of maybe embarrass him that that'd be another wrinkle in that story yeah I would like to, I think that would be a really good idea honestly because why wouldn't you want to see a third match between these two like come on exactly uh, do we see a big signing for AEW before uh, All In I don't I don't think so. Think of I'm trying to think of who are the big free agents. Cuz I got Jay White already, so that's kind of That's a, a story in itself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um I don't know. I like I don't know if there's like any big free agents. There's a lot of uh there's a lot of great indie talent that's coming up that can yeah. make a big splash but the thing is like aw's got so many people now yeah it's <laughs> like please stop <laughs> yeah I, I, if anybody needs a hiring freeze it, it's aw and just kind of focused on the talent that they got you know because they mm-hmm. got like and like they got so many there's so many people, you know, and there's so many yeah. people coming back like Thunder Rosa, Miro, Andrade, you know, it's like mm-hmm. there's those people there. And then like, you know, like what about, you know, people like on the undercard, like a, like an AR Fox. Yeah. Could yeah. elevate him. Action Andretti. 
Um, you know, but it's just I would I would I would hope that they kind of put a, a pause on on the hiring of maybe WWE defectors and just kind of focus focus on on the meal that they prepared already. Yeah, because it's gonna get cold and get cold. Yeah. Fast. So yeah, no, I would say uh, no. Hopefully, for their sake, please don't. <laughs> um, how ooh, how great would it be if AEW was able to get Paul Heyman on their writing team? That would do uh, wonders for AEW. Yes. Um, however, I think I think at this stage, I feel like he's loyal to WWE. Yeah, he won't go anywhere. And he and he's such a tremendous asset. Like he does more behind the scenes. He's not just Roman Reigns' special counsel when he's only on screen to do. he does a lot of other things with different talent behind the scenes. Um that's sort of invaluable. Yeah. Um you know, and I again I feel like I kind of briefly mentioned this earlier, but like the backstage people in AEW, everyone is so wrestling centric, which is not a bad thing. Yeah. But but again, for Tony, his problem is he has to decipher what is good advice and what is bad advice. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, like, he's got the VPs and everything. That's great. He's added uh, Brian Danielson to, to, like, his creative team, which is great. <laughs> you know, and he has, but I mean, he's got Arn Anderson. He's got jerry lynn you know like there's yeah there's so many people yeah he's got he's got big shows back there you know i'm sure tony Schiavone has ideas jim ross has ideas and it's just like you've surrounded yourself with so many wrestling minds which is great but they're all brilliant in their own way so it's like you got 10 different ideas coming at you for me it'd be personally overwhelming you know uh, yeah <laughs> so it's just like and then you try to add like a genius like paul Heyman, who can turn chicken shit into chicken salad with anyone yes you know at one point he made curtis axel relevant you know that's <laughs> a name that that's a name for your brain there uh but like yeah, really god <laughs> but it's just hmm. like um i Again, in AEW's situation right now, they're so bloated from everything from their in-ring talent to their backstage hands and their yeah. writing team and who to bounce creative ideas off of. Um, and again, I think Paul Heyman at this stage is a WWE loyalist, which is not yeah. a bad thing. Uh, but it's always fun to it's always fun to speculate what Paul Heyman can do with someone like MJF. Or, or something mm-hmm. like that or or uh, or um an orange cassidy i think it would <laughs> imagine paul Heyman's brain uh mixed in with orange cassidy would, oh my god oh my god <laughs> could you imagine that'd be insane but like i think paul is just in a perfect spot where he's at right now yeah i'd agree i would say he's not going anywhere who how do we see collision doing well, mm. based on the, on the ticket sales, not so well, but <laughs> this I think this first episode is going to do pretty good, obviously, because Punk's coming back. Uh, yeah, after that, yikes. again, it's it's a wrestling show Saturday night. Yeah, like that's crazy. Everybody in the wrestling world was probably like 
logistically <sighs> logistically this is probably a bad idea yeah this isn't gonna go very well i mean you hope I, it does but on paper you're looking at it and going yikes I, i'm trying to figure out what the thought process was to say that they needed a show like, well, WWE has three, technically, and we only have two, so why not three? Except that's yeah, not how that like, works. Yeah, the, exactly. That's not how that works. They, they, For as much talk about how like the draft doesn't mean shit, which basically it really, it really doesn't. It doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't. They, they do a good enough job of making each show look different from the other. Yeah. It, you know, like... The vibe is different on SmackDown than it is on Raw. Um, NXT is like in its own way, like it's it's to me, it's still developmental. Um, yeah. you see people trying to work out the kinks to get to the next level of the main roster. So in, in a way, that's their identity in itself. Um yeah. so like each show has an identity. Um, how do you make all the AEW shows have a have a separate identity? I don't think a brand split would work, you know, no. and then the idea that they would do a brand split to placate who would want to, who can work with punk and who decided not to, you know, like I even saw yeah. a dirt sheet article of like, of like, are the AEW wrestlers planning to do a walkout over CM Punk? And I think, oh my God. and, and I think I, it's, hey, it's not that serious. Yeah. It's like, uh, relax. <laughs> like, your whole focus should just be like, how do I get myself in a spot to make some money? You yes, know, money. That's what we need. Money, money. That's the thing. Like, and and that's crazy to think that they haven't been able to sell any tickets outside of Chicago. Yeah. So like, they have to be looking at it, and they're like, "What's today? The 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 sixth? So they've yeah. got they got basically a little under. Uh, two weeks to to make something compelling to make people go well i gotta tune in next week to see to see what happens that's the that's that's the goal we're getting back to uh we're not getting back to it but the goal of the attitude era and the reason that it worked so well is because by the end of whatever show you're watching they were like uh, tune in next week to see what happens and you're like I can't wait a whole seven days to see what happens mm-hmm. that's why the the bloodline situation is working so well and they, they this past uh, episode of Smackdown drew massive ratings ratings that they hadn't seen in a long time since yeah. the, since the debut of Fox when The Rock showed up um, that's how long it's been since they've gotten a rating close to that you know and it's like every single time the bloodlines on TV it does something to hook you in to want more. And then they wait mm-hmm. till next week. Perfect example. Uh, the end of SmackDown, Paul Heyman goes, well, my tribal chief, what about Jay? And what's the line that Roman says? Don't worry about Jay. He'll fall in line. The show's yeah. over. And you're like, Ugh. what do you mean he's going to fall in line? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I don't want to wait to hear what that means. Exactly. So like, if you're a wrestling company and you're on TV, it's good to see that the goal has changed to we have to keep producing content that's going to hook them in 
to want more and to keep coming back. That's it's it's been a saying in wrestling all the time. The goal is to keep them wanting more. Yes. You know, so it's mm-hmm. like if you if you can set up a, a CM Punk versus Samoa Joe, you know, if you're a hardcore wrestling fan, you know what those those two guys, you know their history. You yeah. know, you oh, know yeah. what they can deliver. If not you know? Google. If not if not Google, like or or if you have some if you have some coin to spend, you know, ROH uh their streaming service, which has their entire library, it's it's well worth worth the, the, the money that you spend for it. So I mean, but that again, we live in a society in an economy where like ten dollars is still, you know, a like it, it's still a lot to some people with yeah. depending on their income. So it's like again, like it, and, and we talked about it last week. These these price tags of these pay per views from AEW, yeah. God, you know, fifty dollars. Yeah, you know, and, and wondering then, what they're gonna do for all out. Mm-hmm. And and yeah, and then you got. $50 for the all-in pay-per-view that's at Wembley. Historical pay-per-view. So, of course, you want to see history when it happens. But yeah. then they're saying the, the next following week is another pay-per-view uh, that's all out. Why didn't they – why don't they advertise a pay-per-view bundle? Yeah, you know? just to make it a deal or something. Like, why is that not – how would you not do that? It's – again, it's uh, – not that, happening? not that that Tony Khan is the same way as Vince McMahon, but Tony Khan is the son of a billionaire. Mm-hmm. Uh, his dad is in the top ten richest people in the world. Absolutely. So, um, and I'm not saying this to 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 shoot down Tony Khan, make him look like a bad guy, but I I don't feel like in that sense he's he can identify with the working man who has to save up money or put money aside for these pay-per-views yeah. to be able to watch them. Um, I just don't think he, he identifies with that. Um, and no, how like, how like $10 streaming services is like, yeah, it's still a lot of money, but in the end it, it's kind of worth it. You know, yeah. um, it's just. Oi. <laughs> It's just oi. Yeah, it's oi. That's that's the best way to put it. It's just like you see the glaring. It's like the the missteps are more glaring than the positives. Yes. Yes. You know. It's so and, stupid. They overshadow the good. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it just it's just fuel for for the the sycophants on Twitter <sighs> who yeah. for some reason want this company to fail. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it's like, it's just more fuel to their fire to point and go, ah, they're screwing this up. It's not going to last very long. Yeah, we told yeah. you guys, like, do you have anything better to do? Like, yeah, it's just, it's just like, uh, you guys are weird. You, you don't, you don't care about wrestling. Like, no, no, you, you just care. care about conflict. Yeah. You, you, you like to be the contrarian because again, it, it gets you the likes and the retweets on Twitter. You know, it's just yeah. like, it's just like, watch it, don't watch it, shut up about it unless you have something <laughs> positive to say. Right, like there, there, there is a lot of positive with AEW. With like, I love like the BCC. I love uh, when they can pull off great matches like um, the four way. You know, or yeah. even Anarchy in the Arena. Like I can understand why some wrestling fans and like the 
Cornette fans bat their eyes, but like if you just like look at it, it, it was fun. Like yeah. it was an ex- exploding super kick and a Manhattan drop on some tacks. Oh, you know, like God. That's you know, like it was it was fun. Stop trying to be a dickhead. Yeah, it's like just let people enjoy things. I don't know why we have to keep. I mean, we're gonna keep saying it until the end of time. Just let people enjoy yeah, things. Yeah, especially when it when it comes to wrestling, it's just like shut up. Just shut up. Yeah. Like um. people. Um. Uh, glad that we're getting more Hook. Of course, uh, yes. we we love Hook. Uh, how good is the Don Callis and Kenny Omega story so far? I'd say pretty good. I I love it. Um. I didn't so see good. the I I didn't see the swerve with Don Callis coming, but then again, it's Don Callis who's like, yeah. oh, he's such a piece of shit. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, for God's sake, on Dynamite, him and Takeshi got booed for like, oh my God, that was incredible. That was Dominic, that was Dominic level heat there. Yeah, that was just that was incredible, and like Takeshi doing his promo in Japanese. Yeah, like it was just like. Oh, it was it was just phenomenal, but it's just like Don Callis is such a sleazeball. I remember thinking like watching Don Callis on on ECW and when he was uh, uh, Cyrus the virus uh, working for the network. He, I was like, man, this guy is such a slime bag. There, like he's always been a slime bag. So it's it's that old adage of like, you know, stupid old man, stupid Kenny Omega. Snake is still a snake. You know, yeah, exactly. Even if they're nice to you, you always have to worry that you know a snake is still a snake. So um, nobody saw it coming. Kenny didn't see it coming. That's why it works well. Um, and then Don Cass is is he, he's actually a certified genius. Like I think he's like a Mensa level genius. Oh my uh, god! Yeah. <laughs> so like he he's a smart guy. He knows how to get booed and like he's just he looks like the type of guy in a wrestling sense that you want to see get his ass kicked so like that time is coming you know his time is coming whenever it happens but like i feel like that's a story in itself like the build-up of when kenny omega can finally get his hands on on don Cass. they tease it they tease it he gets close and closer but something always happens where like don Cass just slips away and then that moment that that like he finally gets his hands on him and he's able to i don't know put him through a table or something like that or yeah. bust him open you know that's going to get the crowd on their feet that's going to that's going to do something for the ratings so again like our previous question there's a lot of glaring things that you could look at AEW and saying they they're they're misstepping there but there's a lot of good stuff there you look at the the Don Cast uh and Kenny Omega story it's 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 working and it's uh again like you said uh, that heat that Don was getting was just incredible. They wouldn't let him talk. I saw people, people that were there live that were like, we could barely hear him on the microphone. Damn. That's when you know you are um, hated by the yeah. general fan base. Yeah. Which is good, but damn. Yeah. It's good heat. Yeah, it's it was it's impressive. I'm definitely liking it so far, and you you want to see the end where Kenny finally gets his hands on him, and that's when the fans are gonna lose their shit. Yeah, so I would stretch that out. You know, I yeah. would stretch that out, but make it compelling where he like almost gets it done. Something happens. You yeah, know? something mm-hmm. happens. You know, stretch that out. It'd be it'd be good TV. Oh yeah, I completely agree with that one. 
Alrighty, so our last question is, can we think of a current AEW and WWE storyline that we would rebook because it's missed the mark? Oh, the AEW one I have the answer for already. Okay, I, I want to hear this. I would have closed out the Homegrowns versus the Outcasts already. Like, <laughs> like, that would have been just going on for so long. And it's just like... And it's not like it's really adding anything new to it. I mean, really, the only thing that was different was Sheeta coming back. That's it. But now it's back to the same old shit. But now you don't have Jamie, so what the hell do you do? Yeah. Um, it hasn't really caught caught on, caught any wildfire, I bet you. I, basically what you can say. Yeah. Um, <sighs> AEW-wise, uh... I would say you you got like for me personally, I don't know about anybody else, but you got to get Jay White away from Juice Robinson. Yes, yes, like, I would agree. It's just it's just not doing anything for me. Like Juice Robinson is just a guy that's there. He's not doing anything for me. No. Like I don't I don't care. He he's not doing anything to the point where it's like if Ricky Starks uh, beats his ass, like I wouldn't care. Like, yeah, yeah. It's just like, like Jay White to me was such a hot commodity, is such a hot free agent that like, it, it, what he's doing now is just like he's not presented like that star that was supposed to change the game. Yeah. You know, deciding on whether he was going to WWE or AEW. Now he's just kind of for me, uh, fallen into just being another guy. You know, oh, God. so this match, this match, uh, depending on when you're listening to it, like we were recording, it's Tuesday night. So tomorrow night on Dynamite, it's Ricky versus uh, Jay White and Juice Robinson is and FTR banned from from ringside. So we finally see a one on one match, hopefully, uh, depending on if there's no tomfoolery. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, another one like uh Keith Lee and Swerve, that's just gone on way too, way too fucking long. Yeah. Who would have thought that the rumor was supposed to be double or nothing and how all of that work? Why didn't they do it a double or nothing? Because I feel by the time that rumor came out, they couldn't have just justified it because it, again, they take too long on certain things and it's just the payoff's not going to be as big as it should be because you guys drug your feet on it. Mm -hmm. I agree. I feel like, man. Like I was talking to a friend of mine last week, and he's just like, "What the hell happened to Keith Lee? Like uh, that I that know. spark that made him made you go, wow, look at that guy. I I feel like that spark is gone. Yeah, you know, like it's always like hurt maybe, but even then, it's just like I, he hasn't wrestled in a while. But yeah, I heard I heard COVID really messed him up. Yeah, which is a shame. Yeah, like he hasn't been able to really recover uh, from the effects of COVID, um, so that that really sucks. It's just uh, like man, and he's you know I'm not trying to be offensive, but he is up there in in, in age in a wrestling sense. So yeah. that window to be important, you know, to to uh, you know stamp your legacy, that window is kind of closing a little bit. So, uh, mm -hmm. but again, like the swerve. Swerve Keith Lee thing could have been a hot ticket, you know. It could have been yeah. one of those things to make people tune in and watch. Um, and and now he's I, I'm hoping 
I'm I I would be very upset if and this is no 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 slight to swerve, but if they take that belt off of Orange Cassidy yeah. now, I think that would be a mistake. Yeah, you can't. I love Swerve, don't get me wrong, but it, the timing is just not right, I don't think. It's, yeah, it, it it almost be like taking the belt off of Roman right now. <laughs> God, you know? be a mess. it's just like and this is kind of getting away from the question, but like Orange Cassidy, his title reign, his quality of matches, mm-hmm. like that that term ace of whatever promotion gets thrown out a lot, but I feel like he's up there in yeah. terms of guys who deliver quality and like he's he's a fighting champion like there definitely should be uh more respect on his name i think people look at the gimmick and they see the the light kicks and everything in the joking manner and the hands in the pockets and they they instantly dismiss him yeah but it's it's all like a long con you know like that's how he reels you in to think like he's not gonna he's not taking this seriously you can throttle him you can take advantage of him you can beat him down and then yeah. when you go to execute that plan, he just fucks everything up because yeah. he just starts he just starts beating your ass and you're like, whoa, where did this come from? And it's consistently with each opponent, everything is different, like in different ways and different pacing and the way it's set up. And like that's why that battle royal works so well. I'm sure the match with Swerve is gonna be great. I just don't want to see them take the belt off of Orange Cassie. I think he's been one of their more consistent performers. As far as like what and I thought about this question earlier because I saw I saw the question in the mentions and I'm like, damn, this question is tough because really what holes is there in terms of creative in WWE's game right now? Uh, that's what I was thinking. I'm like, I don't really I don't really know. Like I mean, I guess this isn't like a current storyline, but I guess the only thing I can think of is they could have made the titles, women's tag titles, not cursed. Yeah, those things are cursed. <sighs> they are, which is making me very, I'm very nervous. Yeah. I'm um, very nervous. <laughs> like, please so, leave Shane alone. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking it'll help if they keep them on Rhonda and Shayna for a long time. Again, it's 2023 long title reigns are in yeah you know they're they're Mm -hmm. they're they're what everybody's raving over so give it finally after jesus how long those things been existence three years now Uh, (laughs) yeah something about that something around there like finally give them something important and i thought it was a good start uh to have them go up against uh caden carter and katana chance that was a great match which i didn't think was possible but, right, you know, not I'm not the biggest Caden and uh Katana fan, but I felt like Shayna and Rhonda gave more than they took, which yeah. elevated the newcomers, which I thought was smart. So, like, sprinkling that competitiveness not every week, but maybe every other week, you know, yeah, sprinkling that competitiveness, maybe build something up for the pay per view. Um, you know, I think that's, yeah, that would probably be, like, the only hole in their game right now because it's, like, everybody's, like, Seth Rollins um, is, is only a Constellation champion. But if you look at how people tuned into Raw this yeah. past Monday, you know, and the match that they had, it's only going to do better. 
Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, cause, again, because they closed Raw with Rollins and Balor in the ring, staring at each other face to face, and then it went to black. Yeah. So it's like, all right, now we got to wait for Rollins and Balor, which which has done been done plenty of times, but they always put on a banger match. Yeah. You know? It, oh, yeah. It was very tough to even try to think of something WWE. Unfortunately, AEW has some glaring holes right now that need fixed but uh yeah man. i just think that's i just think that's growing pains yeah you know they're still yeah. they're still in their infancy i um i'm not Little saying toddler. yeah i'm not saying give them like a hundred foot rope you yeah. know but but give them give them a little bit like go easy on them yeah you know take, 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 take it easy on them yeah it's not like they're not they're not glaringly offensive like wcw on its last days yeah, you know they're not incompetent the way TNA was at times, where you're just like, "What yeah. the fuck is going on over there?" You know, yeah. like you know they do a lot of things good, but they yeah. also do. Yeah, I think they do a lot of things bad, but it just comes with with an experience. And then on the flip side, again, Tony Khan has surrounded himself with so many wrestling people, and wrestling people are outlandish they always yes. think outside of the box and they have egos so if you don't adhere to to their pitches and their creative ideas they take it as a slight you know yeah. and it's, tony khan is a people pleaser yeah you know? tony does not like to say no yeah that's that's the glaring differentials between him and vince mcmahon vince mcmahon is the end all be all um you know, if he says no, that's just the way it is. Yeah. Tony's like, uh, Tony, you can kind of, kind of work, you know? Yeah. And kind of twist, twist his arm. Pod. Yeah. Look, I mean, look at fucking Chris Jericho. <laughs> oh, <laughs> don't even, don't even start with that again. <laughs> look at, look at, um, look at where, like, you know, what he's been able to do since he's been in AEW. I mean, <sighs> for God's sakes, they gave him the ROH title. Which is don't like, even, yeah, I was going to say, let's not talk about that again. We don't need to relive that, unfortunately. Yeah. But, like, yeah, they're, um, both companies have their hits, their misses, but overall, I think both companies um, are, are on, I think wrestling, like I said last week, wrestling's on the up. Yeah. The the one thing about AEW is like double or nothing was kind of mid. So mm-hmm. Forbidden Door has to be good. And yeah. all, like in, you, all, all in has to too. All in has to be great for the simple fact that WWE is going into London a month earlier. Yeah. You know? Talk about pressure. And, yeah, and it's a money in the bank. So like yeah. you know, they it's a it's a big pay-per-view. So like they're going to go into London, doesn't matter the venue, and they're, and they're going to put on a show to where at the end of that show, they're going to, you know, like, hypothetically, almost like telepathically look at AEW and say, follow that. Yeah, you know? exactly. <laughs> you know, so like, and, and as a fan, we all get to sit back and watch this. This yeah. is the healthy competition that we were clamoring for. But there's so much tribalism in wrestling that, like, we can't sit back and enjoy. Like, we're being told you shouldn't sit back and enjoy this. You should pick a side. Yeah, and it's like, no, we're we're, we're not gonna we're not doing that shit. We're not doing that. You know, like, I'm going to accentuate the positives. 
I'll make note of the negatives, but I'll also make note of how they can improve the negatives. Because yeah. I, think, I think that's what people, especially like the internet community, they that's the one thing about this generation of like contrarian opinions. It's like you can have a different opinion. Yeah. And you can have a negative outlook, but how would you make it better? Yeah, not just this sucks. Yeah, exactly. It's like, okay, it sucks. How do you make it better? What can you do to what would you do as a fan to fix it? Yeah, not just oh well, I don't know. It's like okay, well then you don't really have no room to talk unless you have like something. Yeah, then you're just you're just you're just screaming into the echo chamber of everybody wants to be negative, you know. Into the void. yeah, it's just like miss me with that. Like I, yeah, I, I don't I, want any. Yeah, yeah I, I scrolled in Twitter and I see some of these takes, and uh, it's just like, man, yeah. you must be a blast at parties because you come off <laughs> like an asshole. Like, that's like your that's your favorite thing to say too. Is you must be a blast at parties. That's I know. Like your favorite thing. Yeah, like I I said that to somebody on Twitter, and like they're like my friends think so, and I'm just like, well, I'm done here with this conversation. Yeah, all right, well that's like, it. It's just like it's just it's like i said every it's it's cool to be negative it's cool to be a contrarian it's cool to be this grumpy old cornet copy uh it's just like uh, just do something more productive with your time like please look up okada matches (laughs) and then try to tell me okada is not good yeah god don't even (laughs) it's like don't even start that I'm just beating them in, you know, if they listen to the podcast. <laughs> you gotta get, gotta get them to fall for it. Yeah, they're gonna DM us and just completely God. We're getting canceled. Me. Yep, we're done. <laughs> Alright, well guys, it was nice. We're not gonna make it to 100, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, but um, obviously there's some glaring things that AEW can do. Work on their build-ups to their matches, I would say. Um, So we don't have another situation like Double or Nothing where like half the card was just complete trash. Um, Build up their angles make them uh easy to digest make them make sense um as far as like wwe uh i mean just try to bolster up the women's division so that way you can that way you can have a women's division where you can build single stars but also if you're going to have a tag team division have you need you need more bodies so to (sighs) yeah just build build that up um but other than, it's crazy to say because I don't want to be that guy to be yeah. like WWE can do no wrong, but they're doing so many things right. I mean, look how they're building up Imperium, you yeah. know. Um, to and building up Imperium has made the tag team reign of Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn at least more interesting outside of what they were doing with the Bloodline. Now they yeah. can de- they can detach from the Bloodline and still have a nice little thing going up against imperium i mean look at what gunther's doing with the intercontinental championship to the point where whenever he loses that title you yeah. can instantly put him in the main event scene you know oh yeah yeah you, absolutely. i mean you know everybody's clamoring for like uh you know gunther versus brock i'm like i no. want to see gunther versus cody for a title yeah you know? gunther, gunther and roman gunther and roman would be great because like Gunther's that type of guy. He doesn't need to be a good guy. He doesn't need to be a bad guy. His no. sole focus is just being a champion and making wrestling mean something. You know, he even said mm-hmm. it at the, 
the press conference for Night of Champions when they were like, you deserve it. And he's like, what I do and do not deserve is none of your business. And you're like, shit, he's right. But damn. Like, 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 you know, damn it. Like, yeah. no. So like his, his focus doesn't have to be, you know, placating to the fans or trying to get booze. He can just continue to be himself. Um, yeah. Judgment Day is hot. Dominic Mysterio is getting booed out of the building every week. Cody still gets the loudest reactions ever. Now they're doing things where they're showing vignettes, trying to build up something like Johnny Gargano. Yeah, you know? as and, they should. You know, and there, there's rumors that they're going to be bringing back DIY, which eventually, Ooh. as all good things must come to an end, could be another uh, breakup of DIY down the road, giving us Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano on the main roster. Yeah. So it's, like, it's like WWE, like you got to give them credit. Like, yeah. and, and like the, it's, it's crazy for me to say this, but like Meltzer on Twitter gets into these arguments and his sole point is like, you don't understand how good WWE is right now. Yeah. You know? And Literally. he was the guy, he was a guy that's like creatively this, this stuff is in the shitter, but now they've transitioned and I don't know who to give credit for. Easily, it's easy to point the finger and say Triple H has overhauled everything, but like nobody really knows, especially with this merger and yeah, making yeah. making uh, Vince McMahon the head of the company until basically he dies. You know, <laughs> so it's just like nobody really knows who's in charge, and maybe that's a good thing as a wrestling fan to just kind of sit back and yeah, watch. I don't know. It. Yeah, you know, just sit back and enjoy it. Um, and the same goes for AEW. Like I, I, I'm trying to hammer home the fact that there's still some good there. Yeah. So watch it. Forbidden Door is going to be great. You know. Yeah. Like, like, <laughs> just enjoy it, for God's sake. Just enjoy it, and then we can revisit that conversation. You know, three to five years, and say, have they learned from their mistakes? Have they grown as a company? you know, to the next elevated status, you know, are they progressing and things like that? But I, I think, you know, four or five years into their infancy is just, it's unfair to them to constantly point out the negatives. Yeah, exactly. I completely agree. All right. I do believe that is all the questions. Wow. Tonight was a breeze. Yeah, this is a, a good one. Yeah, this is a good one for sure. Um, Again, if you're listening to this podcast and you made it this far, thank you. We appreciate you. Um, as you can see, we're just a podcast where like we're, we banter about wrestling. Um, we don't, I don't think I made a dime off this podcast. Not that I really care. I just yeah. enjoy the fact sitting here talking wrestling with one of my closest friends, Shay, and yeah. it's, it's always a good time every week. So we thank you again for listening to this podcast and spreading the word. Um, please tell all your wrestling friends, family members, whoever, if they enjoy uh, wasting their time listening to podcasts, check us out. We appreciate it. This podcast through Anchor FM is distributed to multiple platforms like Apple, uh, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, basically wherever you listen to your podcast, uh, just search for the Ringside Rundown and hit that subscribe button. If you can't find it, just hit us up on social media and we'll deliver a link to the podcast on a silver platter for you. But you have to give the silver platter back because we only yeah. have one, and it's very expensive. Um, yeah, no, we're not getting rid of that one. We got to keep yeah, it. Yeah, we're not, we're not getting rid of it. Uh, check us out on social media. 
Every week I post up a tweet at Ringside Rundown. So make sure you follow us at Ringside Rundown. Every week I post up uh, a tweet asking you guys to submit questions. We get questions from uh, all of our loyal listeners out there. They basically drive the show, make the yes. content for us. So they make our job very, very easily. But we always want new members to come in and be a part of our little family. So don't be afraid to shoot us a message. Uh, reply to the tweet every time you see it asking for questions and leave us a question, comment, opinion, rant on anything wrestling that you want voiced on the podcast and we'll do it for you. Um, if you want to talk to me individually about wrestling or check out any of my funny tweets like Athena from ROH calling me a minion, <laughs> yeah. uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Wrestling Cron. That's Wrestling C-H-R-O-N. Shay, where can they get in touch with you? You can find me on Twitter at Shailene Hickson 21 uh, I didn't get called a minion, but... no. No, that's, uh, I'm, I'm not as cool <laughs> as Eric now, but I, I wasn't I wasn't expecting that. I was just I was just posting up a tweet shouting out Athena because again, like I said, like she's one of the best parts of ROH programming. Her oh, like yeah. her her attitude, like calling every woman a porcelain hussy, and just completely yeah. just just she's throwing bombs at these women, like just going at them full force just throwing bombs like it's hard-hitting wrestling that she's delivering and i was just like man at this point like it's kind of like rhea ripley like i want to see her go up against eddie kingston or minoru suzuki i didn't even tag athena and she found the tweet and she called me a minion and i was like well it doesn't get any better than this like my wrestling content creation career is basically peaked yeah. Yeah, right. well it's over now so we're we're done here we don't need to do this anymore but you know, and that, that was my that was my general reaction. I don't know if you saw the picture, but yeah. I was like, I was like, she called me the thing. You know, like <laughs> like it happened. It actually happened. Oh my it god, it actually happened. But yeah, you know, so like, if you want to talk to me or talk to Shay about wrestling, or Shay's into a lot of different things. I consume so much wrestling throughout the day that like I feel like my brain's in a fog. But like, Shay's got so much going on. Like between the things that she's into, she's definitely a good follow on Twitter. Oh, I appreciate it because I feel like it gets very chaotic on my Twitter. But hey, <laughs> it's, it's my Twitter in a nutshell is just chaos. We love a good chaotic Twitter. A non-problematic chaotic Twitter. No, yes. Thankfully, in the in the span that we've done this podcast, we haven't done anything to get canceled. Yeah, we we've we thought we have, but <laughs> we, we've made it. We made it. We we made it scot free. But again, uh, thank you again for listening to the podcast. Thank you if you're spreading the word uh, to your friends and family members who are into wrestling and into wrestling podcasts. Because there are thousands and thousands of podcasts um, for wrestling. Everybody's got different opinions, different thoughts. You know, and they're all just trying to make it in this in this game. So again, we appreciate all the love and support from all you guys and all of our loyal listeners. You guys are the best. Thank you for keeping us afloat. Thank you for keeping us going. We're rapidly approaching a hundred episodes and we got Oish. something. Yeah. We got something special planned for the hundredth episode, something out of the box, um, something not our typical ordinary show. So definitely uh, get ready for that. We won't spill all the details yet, but it's coming soon. So thank you again for getting us to this point. Thank you for listening to this episode. We appreciate you. And for Shay Hickson, my name is Eric Vasquez and we'll see you again soon. See you later, guys.